What's up, everybody? It's your boy Drew from the Digilog. Happy New Year, happy new decade. Uh, we're excited because um, we're doing some amazing things for 2020. Uh, for those who don't know, the Digilog is a music and tech education community focusing on connecting musicians, artists, producers, creatives, more importantly, music lovers around the world. And we've been doing it for three years, and it's been great because we've been able to travel across the country, uh, whether it be New York, which is hometown, LA, Atlanta, Charlotte, Detroit. And now we want to level up uh, in terms of just not just sharing stories through our events, but sharing stories of people through our content. Um, we're starting a new series called The L's, AKA Lessons Learned, is to really highlight the, our guests and their journeys and all the gems that they kind of experienced through their career and definitely share that with you guys because I feel like there's a lot of takeaways and a lot of things that you can learn from it. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our second guest, episode two, Allie V. What's yes. up, Allie? Do Happy I clap New Year. for this? Yeah, like, why okay. not? This is, this is, this <laughs> oh, is wait, do I clap for myself? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What's up? Happy New Year. Happy New Year Happy to you. New Congratulations, decade. by the way. Thank you. I'm excited about this. No, no, I'm excited for this too because like, we connected, I think, early September yes. of 2019. Yeah. Um, just for context. So we connected through Matt. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Matt Robinson, who's a mutual friend. Mm -hmm. And then we were doing an event at the Dolby Space in Soho around right. the end of September. And you mm -hmm. spoke at our event, which, mm -hmm. and that's how we connected. But I've always been, when um, finding people, like I've always been, been just kind of just fascinated about just people that are just hustlers and, mm -hmm. you know, just people that have kind of just like built their careers from the ground up. And that's what really draw, drew me to you in mm -hmm. terms of like, you know, when we connected with Matt, I was like, hey, do you know some great people that are just like just crushing it right now? And yeah. he was like, yo, Allie, I'm going to connect you guys. <laughs> love it. Love Matt. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Shout out to Matt Robertson from Tanduai, yes. Planet X, for connecting us. Yes. Um, and then we connected through that. And then you had a, um, I had a great experience having you at our Dolby Soho event. Yeah, that was a great event, by the way. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. And then um, before we go into semantics and details, uh -huh. happy new year. Like, how was your, how was your new year? It was low key, which okay. I love. Yeah. Like, I don't do the Times Square or the club. Um, Ooh, Times Square. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So I couldn't do that. You do at least once. but It's on my bucket list. Yeah. I just wasn't ready. Okay. <laughs> um, But it was low key. I was mm -hmm. with, I was in New Rochelle with the family. Nice. I love you know, that. more yeah. sequins. I mean, what else do you do, right? Yeah. Eat a lot, drink a lot. Drink a lot. Yeah. Drink a lot, eat a lot. I feel like yeah. every, for at least like a lot of my peers, everyone mm. is pretty low key. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a whole ritual that I do. Right. So I do the sage, Ooh. the Palo Santo. I pray. I clean my house. I love that. And then I'm out to party. As, as you should. Yeah. I feel like you got to just kind of reset. Yeah. I cleanse the space and then I go out. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> cleanse so and then fun. celebrate. Yeah, cleanse, cleanse and, celebrate. and celebrate. Hey. Yeah. Uh, that, that's awesome. And then it's obviously like a, a new decade, 2020. Yes. It's weird to say, right? So weird. <laughs> so weird. So weird. Um, so I've been weird. asking, we asked our previous guests, um, you know, mm -hmm. what are you looking forward to at least for this new year? Like maybe one or two things we can off yeah. the bat. I mean, within myself? Yeah, or just, just for yourself. Yeah. Um, I mean, this new decade i keep saying that i'm like aggressively gonna go in i felt mm. like last decade i was like learning right kind of like the ropes and seeing how the industry just kind of function and then 2019 i had a great year which i loved yeah, big year um it was a big year for me 
this year I'm taking more of an initiative. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this year I'm just going to aggressively grind out. Right. So my first post that went up on New Year's, I said, I saw that. Yeah. yeah last year I did favors. This year I do business. Hey, and I mean that that's I'm a big doing lesson. business. That's a big yeah. lesson. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's actually great advice. Yeah. Um, and obviously you've had some huge highlights. So yeah. uh, I'd love to introduce the audience to like, you know, your role is like, mm -hmm. that's like what you do. Maybe right. you can give some context to that. So, I mean, it's always hard for me to like give like one title. Right. Um, I do a lot of things actually. Um, I started, should I go to like how I started? Does that make sense? Or should um, I just yeah, go to I my. Mean, yeah, just kind of like maybe more so like what you do now and then we can kind of like okay. go into like the, so the history. I call myself the culture's Olivia Pope. Um, hey. I literally, you know, people will call me for anything. And I, I seriously mean that for anything. If it's like, yeah. hey, can you get me referred to a club? Hey, what restaurant should I go to? Hey, can I do a, a dinner with you? Because, you know, 2019, you know, I've been event producing for about three years now. Right. But 2019 was like my biggest events. Yeah, and you have some highlights. Yeah. I mean, you did an event. With, I made history. Can I say that? You made history. I made history. You made history. I mean, you. Not you, to be cocky about it, but no, sometimes you gotta be cocky. We're, we gotta about celebrate it. the wins, though. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, there, there's nothing to be humble about celebrating the hard work that yeah. you put in. I mean, you did uh, an amazing birthday celebration with James yes. Harden, right? Yes. That was huge. Right. It was my first event doing like back to back events. So I had never done like. An event and then the next day another event. Mm -hmm. So it was stressful, but you know, it was fun. That looked amazing just based off the recap. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, damn, like James Harden, like that's an MVP right there. Huge. So I was I excited basketball. about that. Yeah. Um, this is my second time having James Harden as a client. So I was super excited. And this was the first time that he called me to do two events back to back. Gotcha. So I was super excited about that. Um, I did the little Kim event, which Ooh. was huge. That looked amazing as well. So that yeah. was the B.I.G. tribute dinner. Yeah. And you guys had some heavy hitters in that, yeah. in that, in that, at that dinner. That was fun. Yeah. That was like a, what Oprah calls the aha moment yeah. type of event. Um, and then I did, with, with Matt, I did mm -hmm. uh, my second annual Alley V Day. This year will be the third annual. Nice. Um, so the, 2019 was really like the event producing. When I started 2019, right. I literally claimed it as my year of consistency and execution love that so that's what i was going to do it didn't yeah. matter what i did it was yeah. just like i was going to execute right i ran a couple of pr campaigns um for a few different clients so i was excited about that and a lot of my events that i do that's really what kind of like sets me apart from different event planner i actually don't even like the term event planner i, I think you're, you're you're more than it's more an than event that. producer yeah um because i curate it from start to finish everything yeah i do everything yeah. so i curate the guest list i do the pr campaign for the event i do the designing of it so 360 yeah across that, the board. that was fun that was fun yeah. 2019 was fun yeah it was fun it was risky but i i really loved it i feel like 2019 at least for me i, I kind of caught my stride as well so yeah. i feel like we all kind of get a moment where like kind of pinch yourself and you're like hey yeah Man, am I doing this right now? Mm -hmm. But then you got to do it because it's yeah, like, yeah. if not you, then who? Right. So that's what it was for me. Yeah. It's like, I just got to do it. Damn. Yeah. And then I think for me entering 2020, it's like, okay, I did this already. It's great to kind of like be nostalgic about it, mm -hmm. but like on to like bigger things, right? We want to level up a little bit. Right. 
So I think that's kind of been my approach, and I'm sure for you as well. So 2020, you're going to be like aggressively going in, grinding. For, sh- for sure, for sure. Like that's it. Like this is like your fearless year. <laughs> fearless. Right. Because I think we figure things out. And yeah. It's like, okay, this doesn't work. This does. And then we try to build infrastructure. So mm-hmm. shout out to the team for doing this podcast as well. But yeah. like building infrastructure to scale, you know, understanding like what work and what doesn't. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've been wanting to do this content series for a minute, but I think it's just a matter of timing. Because right. for us, like we're really focused on quality. Uh, making sure we have the right guests. Um, that that's what's good about you know when I sat down at the Digilog um, panel. Yeah, I would say, and I've sat down so many panels, but your panel, it you can tell and you can feel even as a panelist, it was of quality. I and I that. really really love that. Like I, you should know that because it was such a great, well put together panel. The space was amazing. You already Thank know you. how I feel about the space, <laughs> and just like the people, yeah. you know that like. I looked to my left, I looked to my right. It was like quality people, and I loved right. it. Everybody's story was good. Yeah. Now, everyone's so was story was, was really... And the audience was great. Yeah, and the audience was yeah. super just, like, engaged. Yeah. And I'm sure you met some amazing people even afterwards. Mm-hmm. Built some relationships afterwards. And I'm still connected with them, hey, even today. That's that's the key, you know. It's a community, for real. That, that's the key. Mm-hmm. So we talked about, obviously, the highlights of 2019, but mm-hmm. just to give some more background as to you, like, how did you know what was kind of genesis of your your how did everything get started? Like you're from New York, yes, Bronx, Bronx, DX, representing, down. yes, represent a. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, it's it's kind of like the same come up story, but not the same. It's weird. Right. Um. You know, I went to you know my mom. We she put me into like elementary, and then when it came to that high school point. Like mm. after junior high, you know, I went to like a bilingual right. school. So that was important for us. Um, but then once I got to high school, I literally told my mother, like, listen, I would rather get my GED mm. if I do not go to a college that I absolutely love. And for me, that was performing arts. And I have five sisters, four brothers. Right. So that's a lot. That's a that's, huge yeah, family. That's a big family. Yeah, that's a big family. And nobody is in the in- entertainment industry. So I was the only wow. one that like stepped to my mother and said, listen, I'll get my GED. Like, I don't even want to go to school because I'm right. not going to waste my time doing something that I don't love. And wow. my mom kind of like sensed the seriousness of that conversation. And she was like, okay, let's. Well, like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to go to school for drama. I really want to act. My favorite actress is Julia Roberts. So I really, I love Julia Roberts. So I really just like wanted to be in that lane. Mm -hmm. And um, my mom, I mean, she was, she was good. Like she, she was the person that was like, all right, if you're serious about this, then Mm -hmm. memorize the lines. And I would literally lock myself in my room you know, recite monologues to myself. And she went with me to every single audition. Wow. Like support. every single one. And We're then the last, so I didn't get accepted to LaGuardia, which I was like pretty bummed out about because LaGuardia was like the it's school. Yeah, it's a great school. Yeah. That's, that's um, And then the professional performing arts high school, I got accepted to that one. My last audition was Talent Limited High School. And my mother literally looked at the principal and said, what do I have to do to get my daughter into this school? Because she can't stop talking about this school. Right. So I got into the school um, nice. in the drama department. I actually double majored, so drama and dance. Wow. Um, and I loved it. And I felt like I was more engaged that way. Um, I know my mother wanted me to go into accounting. It just wasn't for me. 
No. Math was like my worst subject. I mean, you can't force people to do things. It was, it was horrible. So <laughs> then fast forward, that. you know, and then it was weird because I went to drama school, but I was nervous. Okay. So it was like I would perform, but I like I was so nervous. Yeah. And my drama, like teachers, they didn't understand, like, why is she so nervous? But she wants this. Right. I didn't know what it was, but I was just always so nervous. But then when I got into character, it was like, mm. who's this girl? Like, what, like what's going on? Yeah. Um, then when I got into college, I was like, okay, let me shift gears a bit. Like I did the drama thing. I know that. But now right. let me go into business. Mm. And I graduated um, BMCC College. So I took my associates first. Nice. Um, graduated my associates with a small business entrepreneurship degree. Okay. And then I went to Lehman College in the Bronx. Um, for English, English and writing. Okay. So it was important for me to like get that balance. My last semester in college, I started like kind of working the club scene. Mm. So I just need, you know, like you're fresh out of college, you need the fast money. So it's like, all right, what am I going to do at the club? Mm Because a lot of people kind of get lost in like the hospitality industry. Right. So for me, um, you know, I started out as co-check. Okay. And then um, I like begged my boss at the time, like, listen, can I work the door of the nightclub? Because it was important for me to meet everyone that came into that club. Right. Um, And then, you know, not for nothing, he had like one of the best parties ever. Like Lenny S was there, Jay-Z was there, Beyonce was there. So I'm like, I have to meet these people. Right. And he was like, do you really like I remember we had a meeting he said you really want this alley I'm like I really want to work this door right and he's like okay I'm gonna do you one better I'll just make you like VIP entrance so you will only walk in celebrities so I was like that's great (laughs) so then I Kevin Hart came Mm. to the club nice and it was whip it was a whip nightclub downtown oh I remember you remember whip yeah so I I was so amped to like yeah. walk him in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, my name is Ali. He wouldn't even like, he was just like, okay, like, where's my table? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, come on over. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, can I have a picture? Like, can I take a picture with you? And he was like, no, like, like we don't do that right now. And I'm like, all right. And I was like crushed. Like, oh, wow, man. Kevin Hart would like turn me down. Yeah. Kevin, I still love you. But I, oh, I was Kevin. like, so like bummed that he like turned me down on this right. and then my boss was like listen let's just wait for pictures at the end yeah get people comfortable yeah get people comfortable but then i learned like it was just about the connections as long as they right. see me right then it was cool right and then i had like that big moment jay-z and beyonce mm. walk into the club hey. and i'm like damn this is my favorite rapper <laughs> i was like let's go i was like hey jay and then i was literally like back to back Wow. Like Jay was here and then I sat him down and I was sitting right there like like, Beyonce, <laughs> like right next to each other. Beyonce's back and my back touched each other at one point. <laughs> and I was like, yo, this is cool. Like this, this is, is it. This is it. This is it. This is my moment. <laughs> and then I went to Lenny S because Lenny S was there and I was like, oh right. my God. I was like, can I just like meet? Like I just really want to meet him. Mm-hmm. And then I met him and I shook nice. his hand and I was like, I'm gonna Dope. see you again one day. I'm gonna see you again one day. I don't know when, but I'm gonna see you again one day. That's so that like gave me like the ammo. And then um, my my older sister at the time, she was Damon Dash's accountant. Gotcha. And 106 in Park was doing like mm-hmm. their, you know, auditions for the host. And I was like, I really wanna like make this different. I don't wanna just do like the generic, just be on video. Just a regular. I yeah. just wanna like, I want BT to know like, 
I know celebrities, but then how do I know them would be like the next question. Right. And um, she was like, listen, I'm not, you know, this is my client. I'm mm -hmm. not just going to like introduce you to him. And then you like, you mess something up. And then this is like my relationship. So I was like, okay, cool. And she was like, I'll give you his address to his art gallery. You can just go there yourself. Nice. So I was like, okay, cool. So I go to his art gallery. It's him. It's uh, Raquel. It's Joel Santana at the time. <laughs> wow. And then his dog, Tesco. <laughs> like, his dog was there. And I wa I'm so nervous. Right. I walk in and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm here. This is, you know, I'm, I don't want to say my sister's name and put her out there. But I'm like, I'm so-and-so sister. Yeah. You know, I would love to interview you. And he's like, yeah, I'm not just going to give you an interview. Wow. It's not going to go down like that. Like, you have to work for the interview. And wow. I said, okay, uh, like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, you have to intern for me. I'm like, that's <laughs> great. Like, I'm looking at it like, this is a come up. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's amazing. Right. So I started what I thought would be like, you know, it's Damon Dash. You're thinking you're going to do like some cool shit. Right. I'm lit. I'm sorry. Can I curse here? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, I ended up interning as his bookkeeper. Wow. Because well, my sister was the somewhere. accountant. Yeah, yeah. That makes so sense. So I was the bookkeeper and I'm like, <laughs> I don't like, I mean, like I failed my regents a few times before I passed but it. But regents is like a high school yeah. test. Yeah. So I'm like, why am I his bookkeeper? I didn't understand it. And I'm yeah. like, I just want one interview. Like right. that's it. And right. then I'm done. And then I was like, listen, you know what? Because I'm, I'm really like big on like barter system. As you should. So yeah. I was just like, okay. I'll intern, but I really want to like be a part of this. Mm -hmm. Like whoever walks in this building, I want to interview them. He's like, oh, say less. Caramon came in, Jewels came in, Chrissy came in. He was like, wow. interview everybody, the dog, everybody, wow. baby. <laughs> Bash T was there. He was like, interview everyone. Wow. So I have all this content. Crazy. And I was like, wow, like this is really cool. And I was so nervous. And I remember right. when I first interviewed Damon, um, he was with Rachel Roy at the time. Yes. And I said, Hey, is there anything that you don't want me to ask you, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of like Leah, Rachel? And he said, no, 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 don't do that. Allie. You never prep anyone for an interview. You just ask your questions. Right. And then my job is to answer it or not answer it. So he gave Fair. me like my first like important lesson. And then he actually showed me how to edit the interviews and stuff wow. like that. And I mean, I was editing my 106 in Park interview. It looked so, I mean, I look at it now, I'm like, damn, I understand why they didn't pick me. <laughs> like, it was choppy. It was crazy. Right. Um, and then um, after that, you know, he had like, you know, he he's a mm -hmm. fashion designer. So yep. he had like the whole mm -hmm. CEO line. I remember, yeah. Um, and I just thought like, it'll be really cool if I just like wore one of his sweatshirts. So I bought Smart. it. And everyone thought I was crazy for buying this like sweatshirt. Like, why would you buy it? You're his intern. You shouldn't right. have to pay for it. Right. I'm like, don't worry about it. There's a bigger uh, play here. Right. Um, and so I bought the sweatshirt and I wore it everywhere in the nightclub. I mean, I have pictures of it with Cypher Sound. Like, at, like literally, at the Clue was holding me. I'm <laughs> like, I have this sweatshirt on. And I would like send it to him. Mm -hmm. And I would post it on Instagram. This is like, Instagram was like Baby. starting. Yeah, like 2012. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I would post it and send it to him. And he did exactly what I wanted him to do. Hey. Repost it. Hey. And I was like, yes. 
my followers up. <laughs> it worked. Like, I got it. Yeah. I got See, it. See, it's investment. Yeah. yeah. And then he, like, turned around one day and he was like, hey, listen, you know, maybe we should do, like, a pop-up shop and you could, like, sell the shirts. And right. I was like, that's all fine and dandy. I just want to do, like, a female line because there was never a female line Smart. for it. And he was like, sure. And he taught me how to, like, mass produce it, cut it up, mm. you know, sell it, you know, what was, like, good at the time. Like, at right. the time, Crop Top was, like, just starting out for females. Right. So I was, you know, like, I mean, I was literally taking it to, like, the Bronx cleaner. Like, hey, I have all this fabric. Can we mm, mass produce this? this? Yeah. yeah. So it, it was cool and it was fun. And that's how I met Damon. That's how I started, you know, I guess you would say. And then from there, you know, I started building, like, my website, alivy.com. Right. Um, and then I just started putting out like YouTube videos, um, mm. like series. Yeah. You know, it was and off the record. It was, yeah, it was so, so much content. Yeah. I mean, so I, much I, I feel like a lot of people, I mean, I mean through your journey, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you had an opportunity, recommendation yeah. through your sister, mm -hmm. but it wasn't just like, hey, I'm just going to be satisfied with being just a bookkeeper. You no. know, you're just like, okay, I'm, I'm in the building, but how do I position myself differently mm -hmm. and earn my respect? Um, and to the audience's point, like, you to like to other people like you actually invested in 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 the merch yes and you're that like, was hey, very important for me you're like hey i'm actually i'm part of your your story i'm invested like, i'm part of your mission like whatever i could do to help promote the brand mm -hmm. i'm here and i think that definitely convinced damon like hey like this this person is actually about it yeah um she's sharing and it obviously benefited you in just terms of like him sharing the content mm -hmm. and just people affiliating you with him and i think that was yeah. a big part of the you and know, I also branding. capped the internship at one right. point. Like, I was like, okay, I'll give you a year. Right. And then, like, let's see where this year takes me. Right. And how I can grow from it. Right. I always walked into any and every situation with, like, a plan, a purpose. Mm -hmm. Even the club. Like, right. I knew it was going to be, like, a stepping stone for me to meet people. But right. I never wanted to stay in the club. Yeah. Like, you wanted to make sure you pivoted. Yeah. Um, definitely. And I think that's a huge lesson for, I think, a lot of our conversations. It's like not being, it's being able to maximize that mm -hmm. time that you're mm -hmm. there and then figuring out like what's the next, what's the next move, yeah. next challenge, mm -hmm. next level. So I think that's, that's key. Mm -hmm. When was it for you after, you know, that internship, you're like, mm -hmm. hey, I want to like do something a little bit different. You know, was there like a person that kind of pushed you towards your, your next step, whether mm -hmm. it's radio or you're just like kind of just like interested in, in something new? I mean... You know, because I've sat down on your panel. So, yeah. you know, I'm always like work produces work. Right. Um, and for me, like, I just knew that as long as I, you know, continue mm -hmm. to put out that content, someone would hear about it. Right. And I was interviewing like all these people. And then um, DJ Self actually was the first person to reach out to me. Wow. And he said, listen, you know, my female co-host, she's sick. So can you like fill in? Yeah. And this was like on Shade Four or Five, and I was like, Wow, that's huge. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a fit. Like, is that a trick question? Like, yes. Uh, yeah. So then I I filled in, but I've always been like a strategizer. So right. I've always said, okay, who do I know mm -hmm. that I can put them in a situation that would kind of like take me to the next level mm -hmm. so for me once i got to that point that i went on sirius xm radio it was like okay i've met all these celebrities th through damon dash right it would mean nothing if i just interview them and that's it and that's where it yeah. stops, stops yeah. so i would reach out to people like okay i have 
you know, th- I'm a co-host on the show on Sirius. Mm-hmm. Let's get you on radio. That's dope. Because I wanted people on Sirius to see my value. Like I'm much more than like now a radio personality trying to interview people. Like right. I can book talent as well. And I did that Huge. with Amber Rose. Wow. So Amber Rose, I was very close with like her publicist. Me and Amber Rose kind of really had a great connection. And I said, Amber, you know, I'm on Shade 4 5 now. Let's go. You have a book out. You have a movie. Let's do this. Yeah, smart. And she was like, yeah, let's do this. So I set it up with her publicist. And I called Self. I called Gray Rizzy. I said, listen, I have Amber Rose. Like, what's up? Like, tell me I'm not a good radio person. I have Amber Rose. Hey, and up? they're like, All right, Word? let's do this. Okay. So then on the side, I was like, okay, I'm going to buy Amber Rose like a gift. Right. Like that was like my thing. Like I would gift celebrities with like just like funny gifts. Right. That I knew like that clip would go viral, yeah, yeah. so to speak. So Amber Rose, I like bought her a vibrator. <laughs> And everyone was like, Ali, that's so disrespectful. How are you going to get Amber Rose? I'm like, what? I like, mean, it's Amber Rose. Like, she's going to love it. I know your audience. I was like, she's going to love it. Yeah. Gave her the vibrator. Mm-hmm. Gave her like a lingerie set. She opened it. And you know what she did? She reposted it. Wow. And I said, you see? I told you. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Everybody thought I was crazy. And so I did that, you know, so many times, like, because I was on Shade 4 or 5, then co-host came back, right. took a little break off. Right. I, when the co-host came back, I was like, oh, man, I'm never going to be on radio again. This is crazy. Right. But, again, work produces work, so I kept putting out that content. Yeah. I interviewed Malik Yoba, because actually, funny story, me and Malik Yoba went to the same high school, different times. Wow. <laughs> but definitely, alum, alum. Yeah. So I was like, hey, I would love to interview you for my, you know, web series. Yeah. So he's like, sure. And then DJ Sus1 like sends me like a comment on Instagram, like under that post. Yeah. And he's like, hey, text me. I'm like, I am not texting. <laughs> what? 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 Like, no, this is crazy. And then he like DM me like, mm-hmm. no, call me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is he trying to like, like, what is he doing? Like, what's yeah. going on? Then he calls me. Uh-huh. I'm like, how did he even get my number? Right. And he called me because he had a show on Sirius. Oh, wow. And it was on Hip Hop Nation. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, you know, I would love for you to like guest co-host with me. Right. And I was like, okay, sure. And he hey. was like, we're going to interview someone. I said, who's the interview? He was like, Rick Ross. It's like, uh, excuse me? That's not even like a regular yeah. interview. Yeah. Like, yeah. I come Biggest in prepared, yeah. like index cards, Dude. everything was ready to go. I give it to him. And he he was so shocked with like the preparation aspect right. that he was like, you got yourself a job. Wow. Like he had been rotating co-hosts for a year, mm-hmm. I heard. Right. Once I came into that interview with like all my questions, he was like, I don't need nothing. Else. Like you're good. Yeah, you're good. I interviewed Rick Ross. I was so scared. I I mean, he was right here. And I was like. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty intimidating. I mean, he's And you know what artist. I kept thinking about the entire time? What? He's like a degree away from Jay-Z. Right. Because that's like my dream interview. So I'm right. like, wow. Like that much closer to Jay-Z. Right. But Rick Ross gave me the confidence that I needed to like really succeed on radio. No. He was the first person that kind of referred to me as a star. Wow. And I had never believed it in myself until he said it. Right. It's some it's something different when someone else kind of calls you out mm-hmm. on it. And he was like, you're a co-star. 
don't let them call you a co-host. Wow. So I was like, Sus one, you got to call me a, co- a co-star. <laughs> I am not, co-star. I'm not a co-host. I am a co-star. No, I think that's key just yeah. because I feel like, you know, we have to build our confidence because at the end of the day, we have to believe in ourselves. Yeah. But when we reach that moment where like someone that's super respected in the industry validates you, mm-hmm. you're just like, damn, yeah. I'm doing it. I'm making it. And I'm making it. And you can't even believe it. Mm-hmm. Like there, there were times where I'm right. like, so many times, different celebrities, I'm mm-hmm. like, I can't believe I'm here. Right. Like, I'm like, why? Like, yeah. how? Yeah. Not how. I mean, I know how, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's just like, like, this is really, ha- like, everything that I've dreamed of. I mean, I have journals since I was like 10, 12 years old. And I'm right. like, wow, everything that I literally put on paper right. is happening. And I think. And it's special. And no, I, I think to your point, you know, for the audience, it's like you have to write things down. You know, Definitely. Speaking to existence, to your to your goals, for um, sure. And even to your point about like the co-hosting, you know, it's not it's not like you reinvented the wheel, but it's just doing this the little extra things, yeah, to stand out where you position yourself differently. You right. know, whether it's like giving a gift to the to the the, the guest, mm-hmm. or even to your point with with Rick, like over preparing and mm-hmm. making sure you were just prepared for that interview, regardless of if that was Rick or not. You're coming in super prepared. Right. For that. It it could have been anyone. I mean, mm-hmm. I, when I started, I interviewed right. Brooke Alexander, who was right. like the second. What what is that? Not even like the star of the show at the time. She was like not even supporting actress. She was right. like the person after the supporting actress. Right. But it didn't matter to right. me. It was I still treated her the same right. because you just never know like who they know where they're yeah. gonna end up. No, I mean you have to treat everyone um, uh, yeah. fairly, mm-hmm. Rather, regardless if it's an intern or right. Like know. Lady Gaga was Stephanie before she became Lady Gaga. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So you still have to treat those people like they're the same people because right. you never know no where they're gonna end up. No, and you can't act different. It's like hey. No. You know, you see, you see people grow. Either they started as an intern, now they're like doing some amazing things. But mm-hmm. you've always treated them the same, and they're gonna have that respect for you face to face. Definitely. Um, but yeah, like you, I feel like for the audience, like you have an amazing story because you know, one, you started, you know, with a love for the arts. Yeah. You you created awareness for your mom, where you're like you're very intentional about what you wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I think she wanted to kill me at the time. Yes. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. always going to go against the grain because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, people have, I think an idea of like what we need to do, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, we have to do what we love. All right. And you've been able to do that, you know, going to school for the arts mm-hmm. and then, you know, find an opportunity for your sister to work with Dame yeah. and building your brand, um, creating opportunities as a co-host or actually a co-star. Co-star. Um, you know, um, and it sounds up and up, right? Yeah. Until I reach like that moment, because right. there is a moment that something shifts, right? And then I I had that moment, right? Um, and it was honestly, it was when I interviewed French Montana. I was going through so many things personally, like on a financial level, right? And no one was even aware, like not even Sus One. I was literally, you know, interviewing every celebrity you could think of. Honestly, yeah. mm-hmm. every. Except for Jay-Z. <laughs> but I was interviewing everyone. Yeah. And I looked so glamorous mm-hmm. on the gram. Right. But then Optics. like, right. And then in real life, like I had no money. Right. Because I was like spending it on my glam. Right. On my looks. Because I'm like, I have this one shot. 
trying to maintain. You know, and Sus would make fun of me. He's like, why are you getting your makeup done, Allie? Like, this is radio. And I'm like, well, you never or, do you have cameras here? <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm, I'm with Rick Ross. Like, what right. are you talking about? Right. You know, and I, I was so invested into, like, mm-hmm. the image part right. of the industry. And, I mean, just to flat out say, like, I went broke. And I went so broke mm-hmm. that, like, I literally interviewed French Montana and I had to rush out of that interview because I had to go to the courthouse because I was getting evicted. Wow. And no one knew. Like, that's when I was like, why? I was like, I have to leave on time. Even if this interview is not over, I have to, like, leave the interview. Like, if it doesn't end on time, I still have to leave. And no one knew what was going on. I mean, I, I even got in trouble by, like, the program director of radio, like, Right. Suswan, why is your co-host leaving in front of you know in front of French Montana? Right. It didn't matter to me. Yeah, because I had some real life things that I was really real going stuff through. You were dealing with, yeah. And I always live by like, I'm never gonna tell you my problems if you can't help me. Right. If you can't help me, what's the point of me telling you? I'm just telling you to vent at this point. Yeah. So I, you know, and I just remember like being in the courthouse, like, and there and there's so many people there. Like there's people like praying, people with Bibles, people yelling, and I'm like. Why am I here? Right. I just interviewed French Montana. Like, yeah. why am I like? Yeah. I looked at the judge like, I. <laughs> why am I here? What am I doing here? You know, and I and I was making this fast money, but again, right. I was spending that fast money mm. on the image, mm. and then, the judge was like, "Listen, we're just gonna put you on a payment plan," and I was like, "Oh, thank you so much." Wow. Like, I'll figure it out. Let's Blessing. just do it. Yeah. And then. I just remember like having the conversation with Sus and I was just like, I'm getting evicted. Like his, and I like showed him the paper and he was like, and I remember because Angie Martinez had this story too with like similar with Mary J. Blige where mm-hmm. Mary J. like lend her money. Mm-hmm. Sus one was that person that lend me money. Wow. Just to like save me from like, because once, one. yeah, once they come in and like take everything from your apartment, there's no going back. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. And I just was like crying, crying. And I was like, all right, now I need to like figure out how I'm going to make money in this industry. Because if it's, if you're not making money, it's just a hobby. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know? So I was like, okay, how am I going to make money? How am I, you know, I'm, I'm, I am an asset to people and I understood that, but like, how am I going to make them pay me for my services? Right. You know, so then I was like telling says like you get paid for these interviews, you get paid for radio. If I give you the questions, like, can you cut me a little bit of this? Like, what's right. going on? And and so I started like looking at those opportunities. Like, okay, I have these celebrities that I know. Right. How can I reach out to sponsors yeah. and have them pay for certain things? Right. So I just kind of like smartened up. Yeah. But I really hit that dark moment, and it was it was hard. No, I mean sometimes like when you're at, you have your back against the wall. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, to, to your point, like Sus, he helped you kind of just get out of that situation. Yeah, shout out to Sus One, man. Yeah, he shout out to good. Sus One. Um, that was huge. And, but you learned from it, um, mm-hmm. change your mentality. And now you're business oriented because it's not just about being creative in, in, the, in the music industry, but being successful in the business side, understanding all aspects to be mm-hmm. sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, this is super dope. Um, I, we, we always like to end our conversations with like, um, a huge lesson. Obviously, a lot of gems mm-hmm, mm-hmm. through the through your story and your career. Mm-hmm. So, what's let's uh, what's one big lesson learned that you want to give to the audience, to the digital community, 
you know, I heard a lot. Yeah. But is there someone that is there something that stands out for you? You got to be consistent. Consistency. I feel like that's why a lot of people fail. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've seen it happen to even like even when I work with celebrities, because I'm always interested in like working with celebrities and then seeing like how they run their machine. And I'm like, all right, this is what they're doing right. This is what they're doing wrong. But I've also come across those type of people that I feel like um, they just want things to like just pop. And I'm like, that just doesn't that's not realistic. Mm -mm. It just never happens like that. Never. And I just feel like if you just continuously put in that work, I mean, mm-hmm. could you imagine if I stopped doing interviews on my YouTube series? Sus would have never found me. Right. He would have never reached out to do radio. Yeah. Um. Even with my events, like, could you imagine if I did one event and then stopped? That was it, yeah. I would have never went to James Harden, never went to Little Kim, you know? So I think, like, with the consistency, you'll see, like, the bigger picture. Right. I just think you just need to see the bigger picture. Like, forget everyone else that doesn't see it. Yeah. I mean, and the thing when, to your point about consistency is about building a resume that yeah. you've been doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, hey, I just did one event. It's like, hire me. Like, make sure, like, you have a reputation of doing it when doing it well and doing right. it consistently. So, obviously, you have that. And you've been able to build your, your brand. You know, 2019 has been huge. Mm-hmm. But 2020 will be even bigger. So... I and I always you. say, just really quick before you let me go. Yeah. I always say, like, America loves a good struggle story. Yes. <laughs> like, they just love, like, the story of the underdog. 100%. So you just got to give them that. 100%. Yeah. Because I feel like everyone's dealing, and regardless of the optics on, like, Instagram and whatever, regardless of people's success, we're all dealing with something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like these stories, particularly, like, yours or the, people, the stories we want to share, is going to resonate because I feel like we're dealing with something now and it's hopefully going to help uplift them and elevate them to like wherever they want to go. With Turn their, with your their pain into power. Turn your pain into power. Shout yeah. out LED. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. Thanks this, for having me. This was great. Episode two of the L's Lessons Learned. Make sure to follow us on the Digilock, subscribe on our channel and stay tuned for more from the L's. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, Allie. Thank you.